0: Welcome one and all to episode 45 of the Scum and Villainy podcast, a weekly Star Wars podcast where we break down the latest and greatest in Star Wars news. I'm your host, Garrett McDowell, and in my co-pilot seat, Snowy to George. Long time no see, buddy.
1: Yeah, it's been about, um, let's see... Less than twenty four hours. I know it's is that is that torture? Is that a treat?
0: Uh, Here's the thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've been looking. I've been looking forward to recording this week because I'm not busy at work this week, and you know, I've got I've not a whole lot to do. So all day today, I was like, hey, I get to record today. That's pretty I'm looking forward to that. What about you? I mean, you're you've you've been really busy.
0: Yeah, uh, recording. Um, I was a uh, guest on your and uh, friend of the show Bailey Hunt's podcast, a strictly conversational podcast, talking about some horror stuff which was a lot of fun. Uh, And then last night we recorded an episode of my uh, horror podcast that I'm on that I co-host the uh, bloody blunt cinema club. And we were talking about uh, women in horror, which was also a lot of fun, but it's like, yeah, this is my third podcast in 24 hours. So got to make sure I stretch before you don't want to pull a hammy or something, you know, are we going to talk about horror today? Um, And I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of no, no, I <laughs> didn't include any horror <laughs> in the in the notes here. Maybe I could uh, sneak a joke in or two. Well, uh, only time will tell. Uh, but yeah, no horror to discuss today. And also not a ton of Star Wars news this week. Um this was a pretty news filled week, uh, but just not in the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> which uh, <laughs> take a take a pump of, pump the brakes a little bit. You yeah, know? just a little bit, which again, torture, is it a gift? I don't know, you decide. Uh, but we still do have some things to discuss today, uh, because on today's show we are going to be talking about um a certain Tuscan Raider winning an Oscar. Uh some details on season three of the Mandalorian Wrapping. Uh, We've got some new Lego goodies on the way. And to cap this show off, Noah and I are going to be talking about some other iconic Star Wars moments that we'd love to see um, immortalized in Lego. Um, As always, there are time codes in the description. If you want to hop to uh, any of those uh, topics that pique your interest, go ahead and do that there. Uh, First off, Noah... The Oscars happened this past Sunday. Uh, I watched them, yeah. I also watched them, and uh, so did a lot of other people, it turns out. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, of the many things that happened, um, there was one thing that, partic- in particular, related to some Star wars in and that is Mr. Troy Kotsur, who uh, won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for his uh, excellent performance in CODA. Uh, he won an Oscar in the 94th edition of the academy awards and he's actually the first male deaf actor to win an oscar and it just so happens that he is a member of the star wars community which i don't know about you is not something i knew about until after the ceremony um i
1: i definitely didn't know and that yeah. was like everybody started talking about it um immediately afterwards yeah uh, which that was is news to me great yeah, yeah
0: yeah i don't know um did you did you get a chance to see coda
1: I did not actually.
0: Okay. Yeah. Super, uh, really touching, uh, really heartwarming movie. And I was watching it and I was just blown away by his performance in particular. I remember talking to, uh, again, Bailey, the friend of the show. And I was just like, dude, this guy is killing it. Like he is so, so good in this. And so I'm completely thrilled that he, uh, won the Oscar for that excellent performance. Um, but how it relates to star Wars is he, uh, portrayed one of the Tuscan Raiders, Um, in the Mandalorian uh, and actually was the inventor of the Tuscan sign language. Um, This was a brand new form of uh, language that has not really been established in Star Wars. Um, and there's a really, uh, great interview out there, um, with a uh, daily moth. Uh, they interviewed him in the early, uh, in the, uh, early, uh, 2020 days. You remember, you remember that like 10 years ago. Early. Oof. <laughs> um, and they talked about his, uh, background as a star Wars fan, why he wanted to invent a new language as opposed to just using ASL. Um, there's a lot of great quotes in there. I'm not going to read the entire interview here, but, um, in this interview, he says that he Research the culture and environment of the Tuscan Raiders, and that Luke refers to them as, quote, sand people. Um, And his goal was to kind of avoid ASL and made sure that the Tuscan Sign Language is based on their culture and on their environment. Um, And I was just so pleasantly surprised to hear this. I had no idea uh, that he was involved in this. And he's also an honorary, honorary member of the 501st Legion. So. Great. But I didn't know that. Yeah, they um, awarded him that for bringing depth to our beloved Star Wars characters and for developing the language of the Tusken Raiders. Um, I wanted to ask you, why do you think it is of value um, to develop a a form of communication um, for the Tuscans apart from just their kind of... Um, it's not quite a growl, or their their little battle <laughs> their, their little battle yeah. cry that they've got going on there. Why do you think that this was like a very necessary, or maybe even humanizing um, element to bring to the Tuscans?
1: Well, I, I think humanizing is probably the best word because what comes to mind is um, two things. One uh, that I really love, and one feels not lazy, but it's funny to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing that I really love is the idea that. <laughs> Um, the man himself, J.R.R. Tolkien, developed yeah. a language for some of the uh, races in his books before even writing uh, most of the story. Really? Um, Interesting. That that itself, uh, you look at that and most people would say, eh, that's a little maybe pretentious. Um, but it at least proves that there is depth and attention paid to the characters. Now, yeah. on the inverse, it makes me think of uh, creatures like or, or races like Wookiees. And maybe the oceans, or the, uh, not so much the, uh, the banking or not the banking clan, the, the techno clan, um, <laughs> where they're just kind of like, their language is so just like nothing, you know? And I understand that like that, not every race in star Wars is like that, but when you have a Wookiee, that's like, you can communicate just by going, oh, 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 and yeah. it's like, yeah, that's, you know, that that's language or the oceans are making pops and clicks that sure they are reminiscent of some indigenous cultures, mm-hmm. but you're still just putting subtitles over a bunch of sounds um, rather than something like this, where you are humanizing someone, you know, a race like the Tuscans to say that they are actually communicating instead of just yelling. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen in a lot of other races in star Wars. And I think that that's, it's odd knowing that there is some form of language um, across species in Star Wars, but even still it it feels like they translate the words that they need to use and that's kind of that's kind of it, other mm-hmm. than an alphabet.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it's curious to to I'm now I'm kind of wanting to do a deep dive on do the Tuscans universally amongst tribes and other, you know, Tuscan warriors, do they all communicate with the sign language? Or is that something that they do to outsiders? Um, because maybe uh, because of their vocal cords or this kind of apparatus that they have, maybe that makes it difficult for them to even attempt to speak basic. So they maybe try and do this other form of communication. Um, but I kind of like the idea that this is something that they use uh, in their own kind of community there and like anything it's like well you can either adapt to us but we're not really gonna change how we communicate to talk to you guys um, I kind of like that idea and I and I love that the Tuscans in this show we've talked about um, their their development and their growth in this series and how it's really changed a lot of people's perception of the Tuscans um, and uh, and I don't even really like calling them sand people anymore it sounds <laughs> yeah. like, it sounds kind of offensive to be honest um i i I do like how this show has humanized them in a way and what was formerly known as a star Wars villain um, or, or villains in star Wars and the, the guys that attack Luke and Obi-Wan comes in to save them um, and, and, and kill uh, poor Shmi there. Um, I'm glad that now we're continuing to get some more development for these, uh, for these people and a, and a great way to do that and to humanize them is through language. Um, and I love that Troy here um, had such attention to detail um, in their interview. He talks about um, what star Wars meant to him because Back when he saw it, you know, the um, closed captioning um, for movies and movie theaters wasn't really to where it is now. It's not amazing now anyway, Um, but uh, it's... Better, You know, Um, and and he talks about how Star Wars connected with him because of visuals and how visually striking the movie was and how, um, in a way, the words were almost kind of secondary because everything Mm -hmm. was just such a visual splendor. Um, And then, you know, obviously, as he's probably gotten older, he's been able to watch the movie with subtitles and, and gain a new appreciation for the film. Um, and i'm and I'm glad that movies are able to, you know, there are they have those um closed captioned like showings for movies sometimes. and and i'm I'm glad that the deaf community is still able to enjoy movies like the rest of us. and and Star Wars is not excluded for that. And, yeah, this is great. Um so happy for him and being able to to have this honor and to to have this kind of, benchmark for the deaf community and that movie was um such a great representation um and, and and way to bring to life the deaf community um and i'm so thrilled that he is a, a member of the star wars family despite the fact that he has been for a few years now i just uh, just didn't know it
1: yeah well that's one of the other things is you know you have a lot of people that um, they get to join the Star Wars family and the Star Wars community, and they are appreciated for their roles, regardless of the fact that we don't get to see his face. Yeah. You know, we, we're just looking at uh, a, a costume, but even yeah. still, you know, for somebody like Troy Kutzer, like that idea of being able to have a connection with Star Wars and seeing these characters... Um, the specific, you know, the specific race of people and, mm-hmm. and, and knowing like, oh, there's, there deserves to be a backstory there. And because I'm able to see this and appreciate it for the visuals. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, this looks like a race of people and they would probably have their own language and whatnot. That's just, you know it makes you happy. It's good news. Yeah.
0: I I love hearing stories of people who are able to watch Star Wars and have it relate to them. And you and I being white guys, we've been very fortunate throughout our lives to be able to watch Star Wars and, and watch movies in general and consistently see ourselves on screen. And I'm so thrilled when people who maybe don't have as frequent of an opportunity are able to relate with characters and are able to see themselves and Um, and, and, and see themselves represented in, in, in a way that's not just like these, you know, nameless monsters who are seen as savages. Now they're people and they have tribes and they have community and they have rituals and, um, all of the great things that we saw, not only in the Mandalorian, but the, the book of Boba Fett as well. Um, I hope to continue to see um, some more uh, development of this language, continue to see other sign language in Star Wars, how other um, communities uh, and, and and tribes even um, might use this language. It's not something I would love to explore. Uh, and hopefully Troy can be involved in the development of that as well. Um, but moving on from there, uh, the Mandalorian, speaking of which, Noah, um, mm-hmm. the costume department for that show has announced or seemingly accidentally confirmed <laughs> that Season 3 has officially wrapped shooting in um, a since-removed uh, Instagram post from a member of the uh, Mandalorian Season 3 costume department, who we won't name because they're probably having a tough day. <laughs> Didn't mean to <laughs> post this thing. It's gotten taken down since then, and uh, I, I I hope that they aren't fired swiftly. Um, I, uh, I I doubt they would be, but just a little bit of a slip yeah, up there. Yeah. But hey, they're not the only one who slipped up. Uh, today, literally like 90 minutes ago, Carl Weathers um, has confirmed this post. Uh, by saying and what a season of wonderfulness so uh apparently uh principal photography um, has uh, wrapped up on the show or will soon wrap up uh, and the show has been su- uh, shooting for about six months now um so noah season three mandalorian uh every day we're getting closer to the season drop-in um does this get you excited for what we could potentially see or maybe we'll even get a trailer soon uh trailer soon now that uh principal photography is wrapped up
1: i think i think it's probably pretty likely that we'll at least see some kind of teaser like that's totally not off the table and just the fact that this is still on people's minds after um a, a pretty substantial connection with the book of boba fett um mm-hmm. you know ha- having this on people's minds is, is going to be um mm-hmm. pretty interesting and in, i think extending the hype out this far because i think that that's pretty possible i mean this is going to be we're going to hear this stuff Uh, you know, well before Star Wars Celebration would be my guess. We're going to we're going to hear something um, because, you know, we're expecting it to be at the end of this year. um, And there's not there's not too long before we start getting into other things. So I can't imagine they'll save it for too long when when we're so close, you know, on the heels of having something like the Book of Boba Fett kind of get us excited for that
0: yeah yeah you know um one of the great things about the mandalorian kind of the technology that they have is obviously like any kind of budget big budget show like this you're of course going to have lots of special effects and things added and blasters and all that kind of stuff but for this show because of the the wonderful technological marvel that is the volume um a lot of the stuff is shot in camera and so i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we could get kind of a first look at the show um because of something like the volume and you might yeah you might touch a few things up here and there um but i think the workload is lessened as opposed to the blue screen days when you would have to comp out everything and and you know lighting and all that uh, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff there Um, Yeah, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we might get a first look at this show um, soon. Will it be for Star Wars Celebration? Who knows? Um, But I'm just thrilled that, um, you know, every day we get closer to uh, seeing our first look at the show. And of course, of getting our very first episode of this season, uh, despite my feelings as well as yours and others feelings of kind of how the Mandalorian and was, was, you know, discussed in the book of Boba Fett and how that kind of is leading into season three. And maybe it's going in different directions than we kind of wanted to. It's a nervous
1: man. Yeah,
0: It's at least keeping me on my toes. I'll tell you that much to where I'm just kind of like, I thought they were going to go in a certain direction, but maybe they're not like, so it's kind of like, okay, sure. I I guess we're going to be on this crazy ride. And so, um, very much so looking forward to, um, what we're going to be getting, um, as far as the first look and and what's that what is that gonna tell us about you know what we can expect for season three yeah of course well, have our, have, we have our we have our our theories here but it's still curious nonetheless i was gonna say in in terms of keeping
1: you on your toes uh one thing that was you know it's not entirely a curveball but mm-hmm. i'm surprised that you know to know that um a character uh like Carl weathers is uh, Grief Karga is, you know, probably going to play a substantial role still here in the third season, which is interesting in terms of the way I feel like it might, uh, the directions I feel like it might go. Knowing that he's not really got the room to be a bounty hunter, he's going to be more uh, solo or at least duo with you know, him and his little buddy in their tiny little speeder that doesn't have room to be carrying a bounty of somebody else yeah. uh on board. So uh, Grief carga being in the season is, you know, we're going to have to make that work somehow. Um, And I don't know what that's going to look like. I have no clue. Um That's kind of for
0: me. I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit. It's a little bit jumpy. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like the idea that Carl Weathers, you know, represents this, you know, uh, previous life that the Mandalorian had and how yeah. he himself is now kind of adapting to this new lifestyle. And now he has this kind of role in this community and more of like a leader kind of, um, uh, uh, you know, position for him and less of a, uh, you know I'm the guy that calls the shots and does all the bounties and, and that kind of thing obviously that's that's still a part of him but you know like any of these characters I'm curious to see um, how all that evolves here I'm trying to see yes okay so Carl Weathers tweet is is still on his page there but yeah it was confirmed oh, nobody told him oh, nobody boy. told him yet <laughs> Carl get out of there um, but yeah looking at the way that they confirmed it is they tweeted out a photo of a um, like a needlepoint cross stitch kind of situation with like the commando helmet uh, split in half and then the other side they have like a little three it says costume department under that uh, which i think is fun that they kind of use stitching and you know something like that to, to i thought uh, you were gonna
1: say a needle point of a fox um shout out bo burnham <laughs> What? <laughs> you know, do you not remember the the white woman Instagram oh, yeah. song?
0: Yeah. Okay. I do. You just, okay. Yeah. I, I'm with you now. Like I, you just said, like a bunch of nouns in a row, and I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs>
1: well, I was thinking. I know. That what you, I, was I know like, what you're talking would about. Would there yes. be, Yeah, the needlepoint version of of the Mandalorian is something you'd find in a thrift store that's like, you know, just a very cute, uh, what are those things called? The circle things you have the, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's the the same thing. Is
0: that not what it's called? Cross-stitching? Well, I think that's,
1: i think that's what it's called yeah in my head i'm picturing like a pillow that's no been, it's not a pillow been it's like it's like
0: the little you know wooden ring with like the, yeah, the yeah, fabric in yeah. the I, i'm pretty sure that's cross-stitching i'm not a, i'm not a moron i've made one of them before really you have yeah i made my sister um like the little uh oh
1: the beetlejuice one right yeah
0: the little beetlejuice thing like yeah. um yeah it is cross-stitching i know what i'm talking about yeah the um is needlepoint different um, I'm good, dude, you're asking the wrong, this, this is a Star Wars show. I don't know. There's one thing well, I, hey, there's one thing blame, I know and it
1: is not, it is not. Blame the, <laughs> the, the, the Mandalorian costume department for this entire tangent and blame Carl Weathers for not taking down his tweet because somebody's going to get in trouble. Look what they've done and, to us. Making us look yeah. like fools.
0: No, um, cross stitching. Yes, I've done it. Um, I, I, I'm sure the, the pillow, I think that's embroidery. I think that's like a totally different. There's like
1: so many, there's so many words all for the same thing. You know what? There are so many words out there. That's true. (laughs) It's, It's a big, it's a big, big world. That's all I got to say.
0: Anyway. Uh yes, Mando season three has wrapped. Looking forward to getting our first look at this. Will it be a, a teaser image? Will it be a sizzle reel? I think we're definitely going to be getting something at Celebration. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that is when our first look at this is. That way they have you know about a month or so to touch up some stuff, include some scores. You know, uh, maybe get us. I, I think a sizzle reel would be nice. Um, but yes, getting very excited for what's to come. Um, Speaking, Noah, of what's to come, LEGO has announced three new sets recreating iconic Star Wars moments. Um, These three sets have been revealed, um, uh, recreating some moments from A New Hope as well as The Empire Strikes Back. Um, These sets can be pre-ordered now and will release on April 26, 2022. Um, So coming in just uh, a few weeks here, um, we've got the LEGO uh, Star Wars Death Star Trash Compactor. Um, which is this little uh, diorama with you know Luke and Leia and Han and Chewbacca, um, and they're all in the trash compactor there with a bunch of uh, rubbish around them. It also comes with a, a C-3PO and an R2-D2 who are kind of on their little, um, little computer system there trying to um, shut the doors down. Um, we've also got the uh, Death Star Trench Run diorama, which has like a little mini X-Wing as well as some TIE Fighters chasing after it. Uh, And last but not least, we have the uh, Dagobah uh, Jedi training diorama, which has uh, Luke um, upside down um, on Dagobah outside Yoda's hut, as well as a little Yoda and an R2 with a sunken X-Wing nearby. Um, Noah, I think these sets are pretty great. You you, and and I have been mutually kind of getting into Lego stuff recently, like Lego Star Wars stuff. So is this, um, is this something that you might have to, um, you know, maybe ask Santa for, or maybe even spend that little tax check on this.
1: Well, I think this, uh, Santa is going to have to chip in for that $90 price tag (laughs) on the trash compactor diorama. Um, I honestly, I love, um, all of these. I think the diorama, um, like format is something that I'd have to get used to because I'm just so used to having these sets that are more like scenes mm-hmm. instead of boxed in little moments. Um there are more scenes that you can play out and and have structured however you want them. I think one of the most uh involved Legos that I had growing up was the the Battle of Endor scene with uh with the like Ewoks on their little paragliders yeah. um and it came with a small AT-8 or ATST Um, and that was one you could like open up the, um, the, the rebel base on Endor, which I thought was very cool. Um, but it's like a huge thing, you know, it's not like this presented, um, diorama of sorts that, you know, you set it up and you don't really play with it. You set it Mm -hmm. up and you look at it. Right. Um, maybe that's something I have to get used to, but we're kind of in the age of, um, putting things on display, you know? Yeah. Um, and you and I are, are so big into displaying things. Even the toys that you have are are really there for display. Um, so I guess that's, it's an interesting take on these scenes, but honestly, I think that the size of them are, are uh, it's really impressive the way that they're crafted. The trench run especially um, is so, so impressive the way that it's you know, so detailed with little pieces to make this little scene. I love it so much.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it's kind of the reality of the market right now is that a lot of Star Wars fans who are buying collectibles and action figures and toys like that, they're not, you know, little Billy you know nine years old down the street obviously that is a portion of it but it's mostly like people like you and me <laughs> and uh, some <laughs> some uh, older folk there that's why these are you know some original trilogy stuff here and I'm the kind of fan right now where I'm not you know picking up my my uh, you know uh, starships here and flying around my apartment going pew 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 I you're mean, not it, are you it, sure it does happen every once in a while I'm not gonna lie and today I was working on my computer and I was picking up my little obi-wan hut over there and i was looking around and i yes of course do stuff like that but contrary to that you know i also have like the lego uh darth vader's castle which is like a it's like a big play set you know so it's yeah. it's, it's mostly you kind of like put it there and then just kind of leave it there um yeah it does come with a little tie fighter and i'm not gonna act like i haven't gone at least like <laughs> like yeah. a couple of times <laughs> um but you know i as i've gotten a, older as a star wars fan a lot of these Um, statues, um, hot toy kind of, you pose them and and place them in a a certain pose. Things like that are kind of how I express my Star Wars uh, love. And, 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 you know, as far as figures are concerned, I'm a little bit more picky. I'm a little bit more like, okay, certain figures I'll buy kind of the three and three quarters of or, or whatever, but... With that being said, these dioramas are, I think, really gorgeous. Um, I I think, in order of preference, I would go the uh, Jedi Training uh, Dagobah diorama. I think that one is really excellent, super detailed. Um uh I obviously am a little biased cuz I, I I love the Empire Strikes Back Um, I love how there's that little piece of Luke's X-wing just kind of uh out of the swamp there. I think that that's mm-hmm. great. Um after that, it would be the trash compactor just by a little bit. I love I don't know if you've seen but you can like push the walls in by like spinning No way. A little, Yeah, you can like spin a little dial on the side and like push the walls in. Um really love that. That might be I I might have to pick up both of those. These are two Lego sets that I'm like Ooh, I know they're like a bit of a higher price tag, but you know Mm -hmm. what Lego set isn't these days. Um, and then the death star trench run is, is fine. I think it's cute. I like the detail on the death star. Um, I think that's really detailed and excellent. Um, but it's a smaller set so that of course the X wing and the ties aren't going to be as detailed. Um, but it's fun. Um, I just kind of, I'm, I'm a sucker for some good minifigs there. Um, and I, I like setting them up and, and having them in their own little scenes. And um, I, yeah, the, the the trash compactor and the Dagobah one man, pretty sweet, pretty sweet. I honestly
1: the now that I'm looking again at the trash compactor and with the with the knowledge that the doors close in, come on, It's I mean, pretty that cool, is, man. And, and I love the uh, the stormtrooper Han and stormtrooper Luke yeah. Uh, minifigs. Yeah, that's great. Um, what pushes it over the edge for me because that's definitely my number one what pushes it over the edge is that that scene is like or the, the, the jokes in that scene are, I think my favorite in the entire original trilogy. <laughs> um, when, like when R2 stops the, the doors yeah. and they're like, we're
0: fine, we're safe, we did yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And C-3PO is like, listen to them, they're, they're dying. dying. <laughs> that is what like, I laugh out loud every yeah. time it's I so watch funny. that movie. It's yeah. the funniest thing ever. Um, so like that scene is just so like, I don't know. I, I wonder, cause I'm not looking at it too closely. Maybe I'll pull it up here, but I wonder if there's like a little eyeball of that of that uh little monster guy in there.
0: Um, that really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I might have to make like a custom little Dianoga. I want you to do me a favor though. Um, go to okay. the, go to the link that I attached in the document, go to the trash compactor diorama on lego.com and do mm-hmm. me a favor and go to the sixth image. Um, and, and I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> that is exactly what I'm talking about. If you look at the man who is playing with the Lego set, he's not an 11 year old man. He is, a, <laughs> he is a man with a big gray bushy beard, like a tweed blazer a and, big bushy beard. <laughs> and uh, a turtleneck. Uh, and yeah he he looks like he he saw um a new hope opening weekend not to make fun of him or his age i mean purely like yeah this is for adults like (laughs) this isn't this uh, not not to say it's exclusively not for children because i i firmly believe that star wars is for children but i'm just saying like look at what kind of the market is here this is so funny goes back to what i was talking about of you know this is yeah this is for for the the big fans here you know i
1: just i just got it pulled up because i opened up the link and it was like you're about to enter the lego com store and i was like wait what and it was like you want to disable your ad blocker and i was like no not really and then oh, it was like you want gotcha. to accept cookies and i was like i'm just trying to look at this picture man <laughs> but yes you're totally right he's even got circle frame glasses yeah he looks like, like sigmund freud
0: playing with his favorite lego set he
1: does he's not even it's not even like he's showing it to a kid or like holding it up for he's a kid. literally he's like holding a
0: like, 3po like oh no i didn't save them i wasn't fast yeah, enough he's like recreated it. i love that that's the kind of energy that i want to have when when i'm playing with this lego set but absolutely yeah as much as i love the dagobo one you're right the 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 wall closing in motion is something that i'm like this is kind of it's it's more of like a play thing you know like i i really yeah. love that and um yeah i don't have um uh i i've i kind of got rid of a bunch of lego when i was younger um Um, Oh, there's like a quote at the bottom. Did you see that? It says, uh, one thing's for sure. We're going to be a lot thinner. Han Solo. There's like a quote at the bottom. Now I'm wondering what the
1: other ones say. Oh, that's wonderful.
0: Um, uh, Anyway, um, so I'm kind of getting back into Lego as I've gotten older. And also Lego is expensive. And that's not something that I, as a kid, don't know about you, was able to go to my mom and be like, hey, can you buy me this X-Wing? And she's like, yeah, sure. How much is it? Oh, it's $90 or whatever it is, you know, so. Now that I'm a, I'm, I'm an adult and I've got adult money. I'm going to buy some dumb stuff.
1: <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I did have uh, some pretty big Lego sets. Um, when I was younger, I had the massive SpongeBob uh, one. that oh, wow. was like, it's like the the big SpongeBob that you build. Oh wow. Um, and you can like look inside him and everything. And then I also <laughs> had like the SpongeBob play sets that had like all three of the houses, like SpongeBob's house, Squidward's house and Patrick's yep. house. Yeah. Um, and then my other huge one, other than the uh, the Battle of Endor one, my other huge one was from the Speed Racer movie.
0: Oh, um, cool. And it was
1: like the three main cars from Speed Racer, and oh, they nice. were so cool. That's cool. Um, I, I'm looking right now at the other quotes for the dioramas. Yeah, I was
0: just about to say the same thing, yeah.
1: I, I Yeah, which one are you looking at right now?
0: I'm looking at the Death Star um, trench run. It says the Force is strong with this one. Um and then oh that's cool yeah the Deggable one says do or do not there is no try which you know of course but um but yeah it's so cool like I, I'm looking at all of these and I love how Luke can hang upside down um Yoda looks mm-hmm. like he can go into his little hut here. Um, I think the yeah, it's just oh man, these are so as cool. small
1: as they are, they are very uh, practical and detailed. I mean, I've seen a lot. I know the big thing right now is um, like these mini sets or the micro sets. Yeah, um, that you know, yes, they they're impressive builds. You know, mm-hmm. um, they're impressive builds because you're doing a lot with so little, um, and it's really a testament to the actual engineering of some of these things, but you look at like the Degaba set and it's just incredibly detailed the, you know, the actual direction of how you're, you know, putting the tree there with the water and, you know, it actually comes together yeah. to be such a perfect piece. I love these things that yeah. feel more like the Lego architecture sets. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, these also, like, if you look at some of the later images here, like they're on like a, a coffee table or like a bookshelf here, they're like, actually you can see them on like a shelf, you know, like next to art and next, next to books. And I do love yeah. that. It's like, I can totally see this on my shelf. Whereas something like, it's kind of my my white whale, my dream Lego set is the Moss Icely Cantina. Like Oof, the, yeah. the five hundred dollars Lego set or whatever it is. Um that thing is such a behemoth. I'm like, where like where would you put that, man? Like am I just going to have to like kick my roommate out and just put it in his room? Like this. Yeah. Just... It's
1: not, it's not really a mantelpiece, you know, you, no. it's not, it's not what you're wanting to, to take up all the space in your living room with.
0: Yeah. And then like, what's, what's even worse, like put it in my bedroom and then, you know, have somebody <laughs> over and they're like, Oh Jesus Christ. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, sorry, I used to have a TV, but I had to make some room. Yeah. As you can see. And, the, and then you open it up and that's when, that's when they start to get impressed is when you open it up. But, um, and they're like oh okay no i understand no, this decision I, of now. course yeah but i could just see like i've got plenty of lego or uh, plenty of uh, star wars coffee table books and i could just see any of these sets uh, perched on top of them um so mm-hmm. uh definitely we'll be um buying at least one of these at minimum one of these in the future i can promise you that uh but it got me thinking noah got us thinking what are some other iconic star wars moments that we'd like to see immortalized in lego Um, So that's going to be our main topic today. Um, We're each going to pitch uh, three iconic Star Wars scenes or moments that we would like to see um, in a similar kind of Lego set. So uh, I don't know about you, but in looking through some of these, a little difficult, not because I couldn't think of moments, but I couldn't think of moments that haven't already been Lego sets. Uh, Lego's been around for a very long time, and they're very good at what they do. Um, And they've been making some excellent products for decades now. Um, and mm-hmm. Star Wars has also been around for about as long as Lego has, um, and uh, Star Wars and Lego have had a wonderful relationship, and there has been lots of iconic moments captured in Lego. Um, but I found a few, and you found a few, um, and I'm excited to see um, what we're going to share today. Uh, so, kicking off uh, our list here, let's start off with your number three. Okay, so yeah, you were you were talking
1: a lot about having trouble, you know, finding ones that aren't already there, even. You know, when I'm looking back on stuff, it's so interesting seeing the ones that are like, yeah, you're not going to be able to find them today. But this did exist in the early 2000s, Yeah. you know, and that stuff is really cool because they're very, you know, they have that vintage feeling of the the box art that I so fondly remember uh, of yeah. the Star Wars logos. You'd, you'd from- walk
0: past at your local Toys R Us.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you'd see like the gold Star Wars logo on boxes, oh, yeah. and it's like, what that's so oh gosh, it's so so nostalgic. But anyways, my number three pick uh would be the Geonosis Arena set. Very nice. Um, Very nice. I know that there's a there's the duel on Geonosis set with Yoda and Count Dooku, but when I think of some of the pinnacle moments from uh from the that movie specifically from episode two, mm-hmm. um, I think of the entire arena and I think of, you know, so many, uh, Geon Ocean minifigures or even, you know, having all of the, the monsters, the Ackley and the, uh, um, all the other guys, uh, I'm blanking on the names right now, but, um, and having, you know, the, pillars uh, the, up there the in the middle in
0: the next. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, so having the pillars with Anakin and Obi-Wan and Padme, mm-hmm. um, god i mean it'd be so it'd be so cool and what's so weird is that you know in researching for this um a lot of people have done custom mm-hmm. uh geonosis arena sets yeah where it's like this doesn't exist but people want it to exist so bad that go, people go out of their way to post you know 30 minute long videos on youtube saying like hey i made this geonosis arena set and yeah here's how i did it because it's awesome as hell, you Mm -hmm.
0: know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Not to spoil one of my picks uh, coming up, but I will definitely have uh, some thoughts about this as well. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, um, uh, like we talked about, the the demographics of these big kind of Lego sets are bit more geared towards like an older generation of Star Wars fans Mm -hmm. and I'm very excited for us to eventually become that older generation of Star Wars fans and then um, some of these uh, figures from the prequel era and some of these toys from the prequel era will then become very nostalgic and as nostalgic as how a lot of people feel for the original trilogy um, I'm very excited for that to eventually happen Uh, but for my number three pick I went with something a little bit newer a little bit of a, a newer moment in Star Wars one of my favorite moments in Star Wars one of the most humanizing moments, I think, in Star Wars, and I have Ray outside her crashed AT-AT walker. Oh, that's so good! I that's would so love good. to have not the whole thing. I don't need the entire thing, but just like a like like how um, Luke's X-wing is um, for the Dagobah set, where it's not mm-hmm. all of it. It's just like the little the little wing. I would love to see something similar with Ray and her walker with her Rebel helmet. Maybe you could also get you know a little uh, BBA you know rescue kind of scene in there but I just love that moment of Ray so much in The Force Awakens it's very humanizing um, there's also a lot of stuff in canon about whose helmet this is um, how Ray kind of uh, imagines the adventures of this pilot and how she kind of um, is you know living vicariously through these imagined stories and wanting to get off Jakku and I would love if you could have that but also you could like open it up and kind of explore inside and she could have Absolutely, like a little kitchen yeah. uh, a, a kitchen cooking area and then like a little wall with some scratches on it. You know, the Lego stickers, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of they, when you when you build a set, they, they come with a little stickers. I would love one of those with like the little hatch marks on there. This is one of my favorite moments um, in the sequel trilogy. Um, and I would uh, absolutely immediately purchased uh, a, a Lego diorama of it.
1: Yeah, that'd be incredible because I know, and especially after having just built uh, an ATAT of my own, yeah, um, everything on that thing opens up. Mm-hmm. Like not just the head, not just you know the the hatch or whatever. Yeah, I mean like both sides of it open up. The right. back opens up in two places. The front opens up uh, in two places. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the the appeal of these things is being able to build something and then you kind of get your own cross section by opening it up. Yeah, um, and there's so much more on the inside as well. I think that's an awesome pick because
0: that's that would be something that I would happily display on my mantle. 100%. You know, yeah, it wouldn't, and it wouldn't just be something that like. Oh, you just take the belly of an ATAT and just lay it on its side. It's like, no, I, I would love for it to be kind of, it sinks into the sand, and there's some, I think the Lego term is greebling. Oh that's yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. term um, but like anyway like having like little brown studs that you could put over it to kind of make it look like it's you know been in the sand for for decades I, I would love something like that and yeah mm-hmm. a lot of these moments um, you know that are being immortalized in these Lego sets are iconic moments and I think that this is going to be something that for an entire generation of Star Wars fans um, is an iconic moment because it's like one of the first you know real human moments that we get um, with Rey there and so yeah I'd love to see that in a Lego set um, what is your number two? So for my number two, I'm thinking back to
1: the um, like the way that I experienced Lego, especially was having these huge things that you open up um, and you get the full experience of that they're all the way built on the inside through and through. Mm-hmm. So my number two pick is Maz Kanata's castle on Takadana. Nice. Um, and I know that there's a Battle of Takadana set already. Um, And it's incredibly small uh, and only comes with like an outside wall of the castle uh, and one tree and then some (laughs) minifigures. So to me, that's you're you're taking like the the scaffolding of the castle. um, And like, I understand that it's like kind of supposed to be the outside set, the scenery. But one of the greatest things to me in, in The Force Awakens is Ray's moment where she, you know, when they fly into Takadana, yeah, and she's amazed by how green it is, and then, you know, walking up to this castle. And I understand that, you know, visually, like that's something that is uh, maybe a little bit dulled by the fact that that's something that we see in movies all the time, or these grand things that are whatever. Mm -hmm. But you put yourself in the shoes of someone like Finn and someone like Ray, who are both isolated characters that have only uh, seen one thing their entire lives. And you give them this huge castle of, you know, this community of people all coming together, traders and pilots and, and scoundrels and whatever. And then you get on the inside and it's a whole incredible place. Um, I think the castle would be great. I know that's a huge set. Um, And even to explore the way that it looks, maybe in battlefront two, you get more of a better look on the inside, but the basement, the upper levels, I just think that would be an awesome set to open up just split it in half and you see everything that to me is like my dream play set you know
0: Yeah uh and I was just going to say is like I love that um you know in in uh, the Battlefront games you could explore that the uh, castle and it's something that you know uh just like uh, uh, just like Jabba's palace it's like yeah you've seen this on on movies, you know, over and over again, but when you're actually in it and you're actually exploring and you can like go into certain rooms and things like that and also there was that DLC to where if you do a certain puzzle like you can go get Ray's like a certain skin for Ray, that whole thing was really cool. Um but I would uh, buy this set simply because you could get a, a Zine Natal uh, Lego oh minifig. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was looking here. I was like, I wonder if there is one. Um, and there looks like there uh is like a a model for one, but it's for the uh, Force Awakens uh, video game, like the Lego Force yeah. Awakens video game. I don't think that there's actually um a minifig of that of that character. Um, but yeah, just like the Mos Eisley Cantina, getting the minifigs of these background weirdos, I love that it's just like this nothing mm-hmm. character, but they are now. You know, like in the great Star Wars tradition, kind of immortalized in plastic because they're they were there. You know, I, I I kind of love that. And there's so many weird weird creatures in in Maz's um castle there, and I I would love to see all of that. So yeah, that's a great pick yeah absolutely
1: what is uh what's your number two here
0: well uh my number two is also the Geod Ocean gladiator arena um and i don't even need the whole thing like i that's such a big right, it's right, such the a big coliseum and i love that there are people who are have the the not only the time but the talent um to make one of those things um and I yeah I've seen images as well online of people doing stuff like that, but I'm a simple man. Uh, I would just love get those little pillars there, get the little Lego chain um Mm -hmm. yeah you can hang them from there put padme on top uh but yeah i listed some of the minifigs and some of the creatures that i'd love to see um of course anakin and padme and obi-wan uh but also battle droid c-3po and r2 would be really cool and if r2 came with like a little chain that you could like drag 3po's head around i think that would be really fun (laughs) um and uh maybe there's that little like Carriage that Anakin um, I was Padme just are taken out say, on. Yeah. yeah, that would yeah. be really great. Um, but then of course the Acklay, uh, the Reek and Nexu would be would be really great. And I've seen people mm. online who have kind of made their own. Um again, a lot of a lot of really talented people out there. Um but to get like an official set of that would be really cool. But I was also thinking, um, if you look online, a lot of people will make um, kind of additions or they'll combine other Lego sets together to kind of make a big one and I've seen that in particular with uh, Jabba's Palace that some people will have Jabba's Palace and then they'll make their own kind of Rancor pit and then it's like a, a whole play set and so I would love to see people who would have that and then build on top of that and maybe make this this giant thing but like I said, for sure. Simple man, just give me a pillar with a couple of minifigs and some weird alien creatures and uh, I'll be happy, I'll be happy. Well
1: even, even if you You bring in, you know, one of the Republic gunships and you've got those guys flying around to, to really play out the scene. Cause in my head, that's what it is, is, you know, I think of that scene and I I like immediately am drawn towards the natural progression of the Coliseum gladiator esque arena fight uh, devolving into you know as many jedi as you have collected yeah. in your years playing with lego yeah. and clones and facing them off with battle droids and gn oceans mm-hmm. um and bringing that into the mix and that, there's just so many iconic characters in that scene that you know you really could even if even if you limit this set you really could expand it into a whole thing and then you know you go out you buy the duel on uh geonosis set uh and you you take yoda over there and you know you rip off anakin's arm and there you, there you go you have a, <laughs> you've, you've just completely filled your afternoon yeah uh, that's, that is you, a full you take schedule your padme playing.
0: minifig and throw her across the room in the sands <laughs> and just have a little clone kind of tending to her and then there you go yeah. you got the entire planet of geonosis you just play out the argument with
1: anakin and obi-wan <laughs> exactly you know, she would yeah. do her duty exactly Absolutely. yeah
0: that's yeah, we talked about like us not playing with that, but here we are, just like recreating of Okay, hold on. Moments. I actually,
1: I thought of that. I needed to. I need to confess something. I, I um, confess. I. We were talking about you how know, long has playing it been since your last like confession. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about playing with stuff like that, and I was uh, reminded when I I was actually unpacking uh, when we moved into this apartment, mm-hmm. uh, and I was unpacking by myself, and I was unpacking like my toy box. And I had my two Burger King wickets. Nice. uh, One for me and and one that I bought at Star Wars Celebration for Rachel. Yeah. And like I played with them for about 10 minutes while I was like setting things up. I was like... (laughs) I was making them go all over the house and like they were just like traversing, just exploring new this new apartment. Trying, yeah, trying to get to like the place where they would eventually end up on the shelf, like, like and a, I was like a like... new cat.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they yeah, get yeah, to yeah. a new apartment, they got to explore every single corner, uh, so they can know where they're going to sit on the shelf. Yeah, just like exactly. a cat. No, yeah. I, it's that Star Wars fan thing that's never going to change. Um, hopefully, I think one day I would like to do like a whole segment on it about kind of how we expressed love, uh, as the Star Wars for Kids, but toys were such a big part of it for me. And I still think that there's there's never not going to be, you know, uh, I'm going to Disneyland eventually um here in uh, this summer. And, you know, you know when I get that lightsaber, there's not. It's a, you know, you're still gonna be like the. <laughs> right. You're gonna make the noise, even though it makes noises. Even some of the cast members have talked about that to where it's like, you no, know, when you shoot the blaster, you go pew with your mouth, and like some people, they have to like kind of okay, cut, you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. most, let's take yeah. you, you, you pewed there. Um, but yeah, that's it's that kind of that Star Wars. Um. That's uh, that l- uh, lovely nature that Star Wars has, and, and the the integral tie that it has with um with figures and toys. Absolutely, I'm like, yeah. not excluded from that. Um, so I believe that that takes us to your uh, honorable mentions. Correct? It certainly does. Yeah. Um, um, I've got five here. How many? How many are you rolling with? I've got four honorable mentions. Okay, so um, you do two. I'll do three, and then you do two, and I'll do two. Sound All right? Great? Sounds
1: good. Cool.
0: Um, the first one that
1: I i thought of um that's kind of an interesting one um you had bought for me as a gift um the anakin pod racer lego set yeah um which i love very much and it's such a it's such an intricate set i love how big it is it's it's not scaled down too much yeah um so it's really great and the the movement on it is very cool the way that it kind of comes together Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i would really love a like actual like Bunta Eve starting line set. Oh man. Um, not I, th- to I have... thought you
0: were going to go small and just say Cebulba and then you could have like them kind of like tangled up together, but no, no, you I would Qu- been Quadrineros and everybody there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, not,
1: not the entire starting line, but like having multiple pod racers, you can scale it down, you know, but having multiple pod racers, the gates of the starting line, and then maybe having Jabba up in this you know, tower or something. Um, because to me, especially when I built my pod racer, uh, that you had gotten me, um, I was flying them around my entire house. Like yeah. I was just flying them around because that's what you do. But to, to think of like actually having a race would be so much fun and having like the starting line nice. and then you can make them race and whatever. I love that idea. That's, yeah. that's my first honorable mention. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. Um, and moving on from that, this one is, uh, one that I thought of, uh, that, and I know a lot of like all of mine are, uh, or not all of mine, but most of mine are in the prequel era. And this is one that I thought of that I was like, why isn't this, uh, a set? Um, like almost, I, I was really surprised, but I would love a Dexter's Diner set. Very nice. Uh, that's, that's my second honorable mention. And it feels so weird knowing that, uh, that Dexter's Diner plays an integ- integral role in in uh the Lego Star Wars games uh oh, yeah. but there's no there's no uh actual set so that's uh that's an interesting one and there it's is um there is an idea for it on the Lego uh website the ideas.lego.com yeah um because that's just you know why not so Yeah, I think that that's one that feels like it's underappreciated and uh, it would also come with some awesome minifigs.
0: Yeah, um, Dexter doesn't even have a Lego minifig and I think that that's that's an absolute crime. Uh, So some of the ones that I have here, Noah, um, the first one is I would love a uh, Star Weaver uh, Lego diorama from Star Wars Visions. Um, yeah, Star Weaver is the band in Star Wars Visions um, from the uh, Bohemian or Tattooing Rhapsody uh, episode there, uh, mm-hmm. and I would love like a little band playset of all the members and Geezer and all their little instruments that they have there. I think that that would be um uh, yeah. would be really great. Um, I would love to see you know we get a lot of New Hope uh, toys and figures, and I was so surprised that we don't have like a a New Hope uh dargeric uh slash luke training kind of moment to where it's yeah. like han uh is sitting in his little chair there you got obi-wan who's training luke but then you have 3po and r2 and chewbacca all playing their hollow chess over in the corner you obviously can get the falcon in lego but i kind of want just that little cabin space there i think mm-hmm. that that would be really cool uh, and then the other one before I'll kick it back to you um, is I would love to have a Lego diorama of Luke and Leia training from Rise of Skywalker. Oh gosh. Um, mostly oh, because man. I just want those two minifigs and they don't exist. Um, but yeah, I don't know how detailed it would be, but uh, those two, I love those costumes and those helmets that they have. So to get that kind of um, in Lego minifig form or action figure form or literally anything would uh, would be excellent. I think the only thing that we have right now are some Funko Pops. But yeah, yeah would yeah. love to get some uh, some lego of that
1: yeah i i mean we need we desperately need some more content of that in the first place so oh, yeah. i i feel like lego is a good good enough place to start to will get out.
0: some we'll get some eventually yeah yeah
1: um what about you so for me uh my last two uh my last two honorable mentions uh this one is kind of uh this one's a, a little bit uh outside the box but i would love an outlander club uh minifig or not minifig uh, an outlander club lego set that comes with a uh an anakin obi-wan a zam wessel and maybe even the death sticks guy yeah um but i would love this this club is such an interesting um setting because you see a lot of cantinas you see a lot of like whatever but the fact that it's like really kind of an underground like you know neon Uh, Tokyo Lights nightclub. Um, Like, it's such an interesting vibe, and I feel like that's such a a cool idea to flesh out and have this entire nightclub setting. Yeah. Um, And maybe even a Django minifig, you know? Oh, yeah. Just bring this whole scene together. Yeah. Um, I think that one would be... It's definitely out there. I don't see this ever becoming a Lego set, which is, you know, whatever. Um, But I, I like that idea. And then my last one is I would love uh a lego star wars mandalore throne room set Ooh. now this there actually is uh, a clone Wars season seven with uh, uh, ahsoka and maul set yeah, yeah. and gonna be out of print I th- soon so, i think so here's if you the want thing, one, yeah. you gotta pick it up hey man pick up today at walmart 18.99 or you can get it on ebay for 12 dollars might um, as well
0: pick it up man it's gonna be out of print soon
1: Here's here's my thing with this one is I'm I'm looking at this set because I'm trying to think of like big you know scenes mm-hmm. and I I like this set enough but it only comes with the throne and it comes with Maul and it comes with Ahsoka and yeah. his little prison box that they yeah. end up putting him in right um but in my head I'm wanting the Mandalore throne room from uh, the other Clone Wars episode with Duchess Satine and uh, with uh Paz, or not Paz Visla. Uh Previsla. Pre-Vizla. Yeah. And Maul. And and that era of the Mandalore throne room. Yeah. Is to me, I I would I would adore that set to have that entire confrontation yeah. in Lego. I think that that'd be great.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Cause like, that's such an epic battle and you're thinking about it and you're like, yeah, there's fire and smoke everywhere, but to like make it Lego, it's like just kind of a big empty room, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's um, the thing but, is it So would filling be. it out with like other characters and things would, you'd have to, you know? hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah. What are your, what are your uh, last few uh, honorable mentions? The
0: last few honorable mentions that I have is I would love to have Han and uh, Lando Sabak match um, Ooh, from yeah. the end of the movie specifically. Um, and that's the reason I, I say that one specifically is because I want that Lan, Lando, the white <laughs> the costume white, that he yeah. has. I just, that's the reason <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you could get therm scissor punch, uh, Lego from the first, uh, sub box scene that they have, but yeah, getting that second scene would be, uh, would be great. Cause I love that costume. Um, yeah. I also would love to, uh, have the, uh, book of Boba Fett, um, Tuscan camp. Um, with Ooh, Boba yeah. like attached to the post, I think that that would be a uh, would be really great. And uh, I like we talked about today. I love the Tuscans in that show, and to get little uh, teepees or tents or whatever they're mm-hmm. referred to in in the show, um, that would be great. And you get the little uh, uh, maybe even that like weird trippy juice that <laughs> Boba <laughs> sucks down with like the the lizard up his nose and all that kind yeah. of stuff. That would be uh, that'd be great. I, I, I was going to say, that. is that
1: is that like uh, Boba Fett in his jam? Oh Meadie yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, he's in his PJs. Okay. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of yeah. Boba Fett Lego out there. To apparently, like the the um, it's kind of a hot button issue among Lego heads, um, if you will. Uh, but yeah, the another Boba Fett look of just him and his uh him and his ninety. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that takes us Noah to your number one pick of your favorite uh or your 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 biggest wish for mm-hmm. uh, iconic Star Wars moment that will be uh memorialized in lego i honestly and i'm
1: I'm now i'm looking back on all the ones that i've picked and i've thought like wow these actually are like the bigger kind of open it up and and see everything sets yeah and maybe this one falls into this but i would love if it was scaled down at least a little bit and you have like yes you have a scenery but it's more focused on the integral parts and the design of everything mm-hmm. um but this would be uh the darth vader versus ahsoka On Malachor 5 uh, in Rebels. Um, I think that, and most of all, what I would love. Is I would love a new Darth Vader minifig oh, that yeah. looks a little bit more like he does in Rebels. A little battle damage. Um, yes. And the battle damage side of it. Um, but all in all, I think this um fight scene is a great scene. Um, and it's something you feel like, yeah, you would play that out. Um when you're when you're playing with Legos, you would totally do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you can include the other characters that are in the scene if you wanted to have, you know, on the outside of this this, uh, on the outside of the temple, maybe you have Ezra and Kanan and Maul and the Inquisitors. In- Inquisitors
0: maybe. with spinning lightsaber action.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you pull the lever on their back and they, they, and they spin, spin the lightsabers yeah, or whatever. That's what but, I want. <laughs> um, the idea of like the design of the inside of the temple to me is like, I would love that in Lego form to where you just, you put it together and then you look at it and it sits there and you just look at it and you appreciate it. So for me, that is my number one wish list Lego set.
0: Yeah, the Lego like Ahsoka minifig is um, there's there's so many different ones out there. The Rebels one is a little bit more expensive because um, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a rare figure um, to have. Uh, so getting getting another chance to be able to buy that would be would be amazing. I still have I don't know what it's going for nowadays. I would be very curious, but I still am in possession of. Clone Wars Ahsoka like phase one Clone Wars Ahsoka really uh, with Anakin and I also have like Mace and Yoda and Count Dooku from back in my day because even though I had some of the I was more of a minifig guy so I'd like go buy the minifigs and not necessarily have the sets Um, so I'd be curious for what she's going for but that would be great to have like you know, baby Ahsoka, and then like I'm fighting Darth Vader. You know, and it's surrounded by lightning, Ahsoka. Like that—that that would be excellent, a real yeah. f- full circle moment there for me as a, um, as a Lego collector.
1: I am looking at the the OG uh, Ahsoka minifigure um, right now. You can there are three left in stock on Amazon, uh, and you can get it for twenty two dollars. Oh, okay.
0: Well, not as not worth as much as I thought it would be. Shame, damn. But it is an interesting
1: minifigure.
0: It is it's, very it's, interesting. Yeah.
1: And it's got that uh, she's got her like green lightsaber, but it's not green. It's more of the neon yellow that that Lego used to do yeah. with those rods. I, I remember that so well.
0: Yeah. And uh, if you could like when that new Lego set that you're proposing, get those like curved blades, that would be sweet. I'd be really into man. That. What if what, what if? if hopefully maybe one day um, they'll, they'll bring back some Rebels content? A man can hope. Uh, mm-hmm. But Noah, for my number one pick. Um, you had, uh, uh, you had done it dirty by putting in your honorable mentions, but oh, my no. number one pick Noah is Dexter's diner. It's Dexter's diner. I'm uh, so sorry. No, it's no, I not that I'm not mad that you stole my thunder. I'm mad that you, you slandered this set by throwing it <laughs> in your honorable mentions. I'm um, just totally kidding. Uh, but who's surprised no one. Um, uh, I, nobody. I, I I absolutely love this moment. Um, I, I I like what it means for Star Wars. I like how it ties in thematically, but also it's a big dumb fifties diner, <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I would love for Obi Wan just to sit there with his little Jawah juice and sitting right across from Dex, who, like I said, does not have a minifig. We um, could also get Wa Seven, otherwise known as Flo. You get a Lego of her. You also get the other waitress who works there, Hermione Bagua, uh, as well as some other patrons who are just kind of in and out of there, but. Like you said, it's got such a history with Legos. In the very first Lego Star Wars game is that's yeah. where the missions were all at. Um, and getting something like that, I don't think would be that hard. You get some bar stools, you get some booths, you get some customers, and there you go. I don't think it has to be this enormous set. I don't need like this you know, 360 immersive set here. I think it just could be like a little a little, uh, a little, a little bar there, you know, uh, that Obi-Wan can saddle up and talk to an old friend, and get some, uh, some much-needed information. Uh, very excited to explore Dexter's Diner in the upcoming um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga video game. Uh, but I would be even more excited to explore that in person, in plastic, uh, right in front of me. So that would be absolutely a day one buy for myself.
1: I, I will say and looking on the Lego ideas uh page for this this uh set, um the honestly, like it's so impressive looking at stuff like this. And I, I do love looking at, you know, new Lego things and new Lego ideas. Um but the unfortunately fans, you know, some of this, the fan yeah, stuff, yeah. Unfortunately this uh Lego idea uh, has expired, but n- not without uh, 515 supporters. Uh, I don't know if that's a lot, um, but seeing people and I've seen this a lot is you know going into programs like Blender and, yeah. and modeling these things. I mean, this looks incredible. Uh, I would I would love a set like this. You can take the roof off um, and look inside, and other than that, it's completely. Uh, encased, it's the full building. Um, that just seems so fun, and it looks it's funny that like you can look at it and it kind of just looks like a 50s diner, you know? Yeah, um, if it's not something that you open up or you've cut in half, uh, then you wouldn't really know that it's specifically Dexter's Diner unless you were the one that purchased it and uh you knew it was dexter's diner but yeah
0: well that's why i'm wondering i was like i wondered if i could buy like uh I, I, it doesn't seem like they have one but if they were to m- ever make like uh monk's cafe from seinfeld like just oh my just goodness, make yeah. that but just kind of kit bash it to also just be star wars but like i said a lot of these figures that i want in this they don't have lego uh so you know I'd, you'd kind of just be obi-wan just there alone which you know who wants to be alone i i i can't do that to obi-wan he's been alone too much and i he, ne- he needs a friend.
1: I will say this, uh, this Lego idea on, on the website actually doesn't come with any models or renderings for the minifigures that would, uh, uh, you know, assumedly go with it. Well then put Um, it in the
0: bin. What I say, that's what I say. I do think it's, it's,
1: going to be odd, you know, seeing Dexter in the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga, um, when he does not have a minifigure.
0: Um, well he's in the, he's in the original game. Like you can see him behind the counter and kind of like walking around a little bit. So we have an idea.
1: That's definitely one of those things though. That's like. They made this for the video game because it doesn't really, you know, Lego has clearly not engineered this to be something that would be put into production because you've got these incredibly unique specific pieces for someone like Dexter. Totally. You know, he's not somebody that you can stick those, you know, classic legs on and actually have him walk around. You know, that doesn't really work.
0: Hey, yeah. Uh, Star Wars aliens comes in all shapes and sizes and our our boy Dexter is is not... um not, uh, not excluded from that, but yeah, I'd love to see that some more prequel stuff in general would be great. Didn't uh, intend to have two attack of the clones dioramas on my, uh, on my list here, but Hey, I guess that's just the way that it worked out. Uh, and you know, attack of the clone was a big attack of the clones was a big movie for me when I was a kid of in, in very tied to toys. I would sit down and play with toys and, and have this, uh, have this movie on. So, uh, I guess, uh, who's surprised, not me. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking right now at some Google images of uh, the Dexter model from from the first Lego star Wars game. Oh yeah. And it is horrendous. It, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that this works yeah. in the real physical world. Lots it's of so like, funny.
0: It'd be like, cause I imagine there's like some clipping involved with his arms there and he's got like a, like, I don't know if that shirt that he's wearing, it's got like stains all over it, which I love. It does but, have um, stains
1: all over. Yeah, but that's the thing is you would have to, you'd have to put it together in a way where you can have two sets of arms. Um, yeah. And that doesn't really work unless you have. I know some people put like a back piece in um, where you can attach some uh, some droid arms to make it look like he's got four arms. But even still, uh, it's not quite the same as our boy Dexter.
0: Hey, if the people at Lego can make a giant Imperial shuttle. I think you can make this little alien boy, just make, give him a big long torso, give him like a little, uh, you know, a little shirt on big head heads easy. And then put like two little armholes there. And, uh, you can, you can have your, your forearmed friend there. Give you some, give you some wise information about the difference between knowledge and
1: wisdom. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I've got one last thing to say about Dexter here. Um, yes, continue. This is a, uh, a great post on Reddit uh, from, let's see, who is this from? Okay, it's not It's not showing me who the post is from, I can't plug them um, but it is like a complete uh, how to make him um, out of existing minifigures using uh, the arms of uh, let's see, I think that's Ezra, uh, the hands of Sabine, the legs of Chip uh, from Chip and Dale um, okay. <laughs> the, the backwards torso of farm boy, Luke, the head of Kanan Jarrus, the hips and leg cloths of a snow trooper, uh, the arms, I'm seeing of what a, you're saying. He's got like yeah, a little
0: um, goatee. He looks horrific. He does. Looks horrific. It's a
1: little, it's a little odd. The back piece of, uh, I believe that's a DC character. Maybe I can't really tell or Ninjago or that. Um,
0: what's the, the jabroni from Ant-Man?
1: Okay. Oh, the the wasp. No, no not the, the wasp. The dude. yellow jacket. Yellow jacket, yeah. It might actually be yellow jacket. And yeah. then the hair from Adventure Guy. I don't know who <laughs> this is supposed to be. Is it supposed to be like Nathan Fillion? I'm not really sure. I'm not sure.
0: He's got like the bandolier thing going on. So yeah, right. not sure. But yeah, I, I think that they could do it. Just uh, just uh, just need oh, some uh, love and some care, you know.
1: This, this Reddit post is from the Lord That is their, <laughs> their
0: Reddit name. So...
1: Doing the Lord's
0: work out there. Brick lore one. We salute you. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Well, Noah, I have nothing else that I would like to add. Uh, We are, you know, got lots of fun Lego stuff on the way and uh, fun video games and decks will be included in all of that. And so, yeah, this was a fun little conversation here.
1: I, I actually do have one last thing to add now that we're wrapping things up. Um, I have to, uh, we're, we're putting confession back in session, actually. Oh, that's an awesome album name. Confession Confession back in in session. Dang. Write Um, it down. Write that down. I'll write, I'll write (laughs) it down. Uh, here's my confession to you. Okay. Um, I did in fact pre-order, uh, the Lego star Wars Skywalker saga uh, back on Friday when I got paid. Okay. Um, everywhere around here in Marion, uh, is out of physical copies. They are unavailable for pre-order. So I had to make a cardinal sin and I pre-ordered the downloadable version. Oh man. Um, and I will not have the physical copy, which to me, like we mentioned before, this is my very first pre-ordered game. Um, and I guess I will just have to not have the case and disc for it, but that's uh, you know, sometimes that's what happens. Well,
0: I, that inspires me. I need to go out there and start pounding the pavement and seeing it cause I haven't pre-ordered it yet. And so no, I, I need to start looking around and apparently if it's a hot commodity, I mean, but I also... Don't live in a town where there is a GameStop. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is so, like I could have gotten
1: it from GameStop or Walmart here, mm-hmm. both completely done, or I could drive over to Kokomo and get it from Target or Best Buy, but those are also unavailable. Wow. So, I need to I need to look around and
0: let's let's go ahead and close out this podcast now so I can yeah, go I buy some say, video you games. Better, you better get on it. You better get on it. Uh well, without further ado, you want to go ahead and uh, wrap it up and uh, take us home, buddy.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, you guys, so much for tuning in with us. We hope you learned something today. If there's any topics or bits of news you think we should cover, you can head over to our Twitter and shoot us a message, at scumvillainpod. But for now, this has been Scum and Villainy with Noah DeGeorge. And Garrett McDowell. And may the Force be with you. We'll see you next time.
0: See you, guys.